Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to uh, the broadcast. My name is Willie Lawson. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Hey, Elena. Elena is watching on Facebook Live. I appreciate you, honey. How are you doing? Things are good. How are you all feeling? My friend Paul Swanson is watching. We're going to um, kind of do this double thing because this is something that I've been working on. Uh, Paul, you know, um, I've been working on. We've got this thing going on in our family um, that really, really digs at heart of what the problem is in America as it con- as frankly as it concerns race and as, as it concerns poverty um, it really digs at the heart of it and we have to talk about all sorts of things we have to talk about generational wealth and the theft of generational wealth so this is really super super I mean super important to me uh, to give you a, a a little background into what we're talking about here um, this evening is that um, my wife's family home, um, there is a power company going through with a high-tension power line. And um, what they normally do and what these companies normally do, because they are public utilities, they use the hammer of eminent domain to basically bulldoze anything and anything anybody in their way. And they've been doing this for a long time. So, um, again, they've. I talked to uh, an official today who uh, who related to me that you know what that his information is that these companies have been doing this for so long that they have faced every legal challenge. They know of all legal challenges, especially those who have power companies. Uh, we are all you know concerned about the. Uh, possibility, and, and we heard about this in the 80s, the possibility of, of cancer as it concerns high-tension power lines. Well, I did a little research, and basically, uh, the American Cancer Society and some, one of some of the international cancer societies are non, non-committal, really, um, really non-committal on whether high-tension power lines are, are, are carcinogenic. So that's a thing that, that we can throw in there, but it's not something that we can depend on. Hey, baby. Uh, my, my wife is watching from the other room. Uh, but um, so we're, so I'm taking, I'm taking um, a, the, the approach. Oh, my son's on. Hey. Um, the, the, the approach of the, it's a theft and a continual theft of generational wealth. And this is why um, the, my opinion, this is why, uh, there's a whole race of people in America that seem to have to start from zero at every generation. 
every generation have to start at zero because of there isn't any generational wealth. Let me give you an idea of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about that. Let's say there is a family that um, <clears throat> does all they're supposed to do and ends up with a business um, and all that stuff. And then when the kids get to the age where it's time to maybe pass that business on. Now, the, 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 you know, the children may have gone to college or whatever, but now the business gets passed on. And it's wealth. It's generational wealth. Now, some people will say that some people are born with a silver spoon in their mouth, but that's, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not attacking people for being able to. No, that's not what this is. What this is is, is sort of explaining how the, um, the axiom, how the, rich get, uh, how the rich get richer. You know, you, we all know that axiom. The rich get richer and the poor get poor. Well, not really. Um, but the rich do get richer. Um, and they, they because they're able to maintain a level of wealth because they're able to pass on the wealth that they have, even with the government coming after them, you know what, even in death with a death tax, even with that, they're able to pass on uh, businesses, they're able to pass on homes, property, and that grow in, that, that will grow in value. And they're able to. People are able to borrow against them for their businesses. People are able to, to borrow against the business. People are able to actually get into the business and use it as um, a means of, of, of wealth uh, and then grow it and then pass it on. This is generational wealth. Now, I'm not saying people shouldn't have generational wealth. As a matter of fact, I'm saying just the opposite. I'm thinking that people should be able to obtain and maintain, retain generational wealth but when you have a situation like you have in a lot of places and it isn't just in the rural areas it's in the urban area i talk about gentrification all the time all my friends know that that they're probably tired of me talking about gentrification but but here's the deal the the, uh, gentrification is a theft of generational wealth let me give you another example live long enough and you'll have examples You, you you'll have stories so here's here's the deal. Um, my friend um, Gene Jackson, his mom owned a home in um, what is what is now Tampa Heights. Tampa Heights is one of those emerging areas where they're building a lot of um, apartment buildings and they're building a lot of stuff for people to do. Uh, and there was this block where they lived, um, and it was their family home. Uh, Mrs. Jackson lived there with her mother, Jean's grandmother, and Jean's, gran- Jean's, Jean's grandmother had bought the home. Uh, at, at, you know, had, his grandfather had built the home there. That home never had a mortgage on it. Okay, and they had owned a couple of houses. The family had owned a couple of houses on that block. Well, right before the housing crash. Um, Developers came in and saw the benefit because they were close to the river of maybe developing that whole area. The only thing that stopped them was the only thing that stopped them was the, the the real estate crash. But by then they had bought up almost every house on the block, almost almost every house on the block they had bought. And the only houses that were left were two little houses that were owned by the Jackson family. 
Um, those houses were there because Mrs. Jackson was not going to sell the family home at any price. So here's what the city did, because a lot of times these developers or these um, public utilities get in get into cahoots with government. The city blighted the entire area, which means the city, by the stroke of a pen, gave that property value zero. Because here's here, here's what I was like: either you're going to sell to our developers, or you're not going to be able to sell to anybody. That's what and that's what happened, um, and that's exactly what happened. Um, as long as Mrs. Jackson was alive, they didn't sell the property. Um, she lived there until um, right before um, her death, and. Um, and now the property is abandoned. The property is gone. It's been raised. It's gone. Raised. Or not raised, like picked up. R-A-Z-E-D. And um, a development is starting to happen. And this is what gentrification is. Gentrification isn't just that a few people decided to clean up an area, paint some houses. Uh, you know what? This is not what gentrification is. Gentrification is the systematic and intentional changing of demographics of neighborhoods. It isn't like anybody who lived there before is going to get any benefit of the, any of the developments that are going in now. As a matter of fact, a lot of those people got moved out. They got moved into situations where either they had to pay rent, some of them for the very first time in their lives, or, uh, or if they were able to, had to obtain a mortgage somehow um, for the very first time in their lives. But what they were not going to be able to do is they were not going to be able to go home. They were not going to be able to go home. And I'm learning what's happening here in North Florida with um, Next Era, which is Gulf Power and Florida Power and Light, is this, is they want to put the high-tension power line in through a place where is our home. Hey, Candy Lowe. And, what's, and, what's, and, what, and what bothers me is as they do that, um, they're going to affect a couple of things. They're going to affect possibly the health of, of those people living on the, the road. It's called Thompson Valley Road. Hey, Everett, um, Thompson Valley Road. So they're going to affect possibly the health of those living there. And they're definitely going to affect the aesthetics of living out in the country. It's beautiful there, quiet. Um, and, and they're going to affect the property value. Property value equals generational wealth. And if they and if they can, what they want to do is they want to buy that tract of land for below market value. And in that point, at that point, they will have stolen the most important thing. They will have stolen home. And there will be a thievery of generational wealth. This is what we have to pass on. Hey, Candy Lowe. Candy Lowe is on the Facebook Live. We appreciate her. As we, we're sort of simulcasting here, we're doing a, um, a, a blog talk radio pro, live program, and we're broadcasting on Facebook Live um, here in my, in my dining room. Uh, so thank you, thank you all for, for popping in. So this is where we don't do well. This, uh, this is what I believe is the missing piece of the pie 
that can lead to full enfranchisement of the American dream, especially for the African-American community. It is the ability, one more time, the ability to gain, maintain, and retain general, generational wealth. To give our kids something to start with. To give the next generation something to start with. And I believe it's important that we're able to do it as, a, you know, as family as opposed to um, hoping that Government entities provide the leg up because of historical wrongdoings. It's not something that we've been able to depend on. And I don't think I'm wrong. We've not been able to depend on government, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, whatever. We've not been able to depend on government to make sure that the wrongs of the past are dealt with in a way that our that our kids, the next generation of African American kids, don't have to start from zero. And some will say, "Well, we have more of our kids going to college than ever," and that's true. We have more more of our kids going, um, you know, what becoming doctors, lawyers, you know, what all those things, engineers, and that's also true. But there's a price that comes with all that stuff, and a lot, and for a lot of people, the price is is educate you know you know a, a school loan debt, right? So sometimes we start from less than zero. When you get out and everybody's happy, you everybody's taking pictures, and you got the you got the mortarboard on, and you got the you got the cords, and you're doing the whole thing, and what and all that leads you to generate you know generational debt. Right? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it have been easier just to take over Dad's business, or to go go to work for Dad's business? Right? You get that instant that instant leg up, generational wealth. Wouldn't it be easier? And this is something that that we that we frown upon for some strange, bizarre reason. Wouldn't it be easier instead of when you get out of college or you get your life started to take a home instead of having to start from zero and try to get your, your own? Wouldn't it be better? Now, I know we frown upon such things in this society during this time, but it seems like the way to do this is to have our children take over our, you know what, is to give our homes, to provide a home, and then make sure that our kids can have that home as a, at least as a starting place. At least as a starting place. That property. I don't, I don't know that if you heard, it, it, it was on the news, they're not making any more land. They're not making any more land. This is it. This is it. It's a finite resource. They're not making any more land. So it would be beneficial, especially generationally, if our kids took over our, took over the family home. Now, sometimes they don't want to. I understand because they are in that mindset of whatever the current cultural nonsense happens to be. But 
the way the where where we are in I think in our culture right now, it makes a lot of sense to me that if our kids, our our African American kids, can start at least with a leg up of knowing that they they aren't going to start off their their life in debt. They're not going to start off their life homeless, really. Now I know that you can that, that those I'm I'm not dogging out people who live in apartments. I'm not. But if it weren't for somebody else, you'd be homeless. You have nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go. And I lived in an apartment early too. I lived in an apartment in college. I lived in an apartment. We lived in an apartment the first you know few years of our marriage. So I'm not dogging on people who live in who live in apartments who are choosing to live in that that, that apartment. But the you know that lifestyle. But but the truth of the matter is, if you do not have your own land, somewhere you can go to, somewhere where you can put up a fence and lock the fence, then you're homeless. You're a waif, totally dependent on somebody else. And I don't think that we want or need the next generation to live like waifs, dependent on somebody else. Are there benefits to apartment living? Most certainly there is. It's freedom. You can pick up and go pretty much whenever you feel like it. I understand that. There are benefits. But if we're going to talk about generational wealth and the generational benefits of African Americans and and how we are going to create that missing piece of the pie that again, that that allows us full enfranchisement into the American dream. Property ownership is one of them. Property ownership has always been part of the American dream. And then being able to pass that property on, you know, the, 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 the current culture says, you know, and you guys have all seen it. You've seen it like the bumper sticker, on the big hundred thousand dollar RV that says I'm spending my children's my children's inheritance. How can I say this politely? I can't. White folks can afford to do that. They, I guess, they can afford to do that. I think in our culture we cannot. In our culture, we cannot. Our culture, we have got to. Look, look always to the next generation and how are we going to provide that step, that landing, that, 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 that landing place for the next generation. Now, we, don't all, we won't all make a whole bunch of money. We all, I mean, some of us won't have, you know, when had the, the reading of the, of the will will be fairly short, you know, for most of us. Um, but if it you know it contains home house some property that may be a good thing and that may be the goal that may be a goal and for some of us that may be the goal there may be nothing in the bank account there may there may be no stocks no bonds there may be no 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 nothing like that no expensive jewelry there may not be anything like that but if there's a house if there's a plot of land that the next generation can call home, that's the first step 
in generational wealth, um, in, in maintaining it and creating, creating and maintaining it. So um, I think that this is something that we have to talk, that we really have to talk about. Um, quite frankly, African Americans get caught up in any number of conversations that the current culture will have us be wrapped up in. But they only have us wrapped up in it now so they can spread their agenda and their narrative. I wish we were as passionate about learning to invest. How do we invest? Most of us are just glad to have a job. I get that. Get a little money. How do we, how do we, um, what are our, what are, what are our spending habits? Where do we spend our money? You know, Candy Lowe came into the, I don't know if Candy, you still there, came into the Facebook Live. Candy Lowe does the, a thing called the Black Business Bus Tour um, in the Tampa area. And actually, she's, she's farming this, the, that, that whole Black Business Bus Tour out to all, all over the country. She was in Philadelphia a few weeks ago. Uh, I noticed that she's been in Atlanta and in Miami. And the idea is that where, where are we spending our money? What's our spending habits? Who are we spending our money with? Are we investing in our own? Are we, are we first of all, investing in our, in our own communities by changing our, our buying habits? Are we saving money? Saving money is hard for everybody. It's just not hard for black people. It's hard for everybody. No, and frankly, only a few people are, are, are really good at it. Do you know who's really good at it? Rich people are really good at it. Now, you might think it's because they already have a lot of money. That's not, why they, that's not why they're good at it. They're good at it because they see the value in it. And they see the value in it generationally. That's why they're good at it. We don't see the value in it. We see the value in what we can see. We don't see the value in what may come in the future that we may never see. So that has to change. Because that's all part of the theft of generational wealth. I'm going to um, get with a local person. His name is um, Sam Harris III of Sam Jen Realty. And he was talking, uh, he was on the Porsche Talk Radio program a couple of weeks ago. We we're talking about opportunity zones. And I think that that's really important and, in, in investing and talking about generational wealth. Um, so, so some of the habits we have to stop doing. Here's one of them. Um, grandma dies. Kids sell the house. Spend the money. In three years, all the money's gone with nothing to show for it. They didn't buy more property. All of it's gone. There was a strip plaza coming in, and here's what we didn't ask to do. We, didn't, we just sold the property. We didn't say, hey, listen, we'll sell the property, but we want an equity stake in the project. Completely new way to think. And, I, and again, until we start thinking differently about what we're doing, um, we won't ever be fully enfranchised, and, and people will tell us any number of reasons why. It is my thought 
that this, or what I'm talking about this evening, is the reason why. Because we do not have that independent generational wealth to pass on. And I'm not just saying save up all your money and don't ever spend anything, don't ever buy anything. I'm not saying that because unless you, unless we're able to stimulate an, an economy around us, we won't have any wealth either. If we're not making millionaires, we're definitely not going to be a millionaire. And for a lot of us, people who are younger than me, I'm 58. But for, but if you're but if you're watching this and or listening to this and you're in your 20s, your late 20s or your 30s, you better think about being my age and having a million dollars plus of plus of disposable income. And I know that sounds insane. But in order to have any kind of lifestyle, you better be able to have a, at least a million dollars of disposable income. You better. However you have to do it, whether you whether you have pro, whether it's um, real estate investment, and I'm not, well, I'm not selling anything to you this evening here on Blog Talk Radio or on Facebook. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to get you to think a little differently. I'm trying to get you to concentrate uh, and 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 refocus on things that are really important to the African American experience in America, and some of the things that, quite frankly, are distractions. I believe are distractions. Um. Because, you know, it's like the song. Mom may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child who has, who has his own. So what we don't have right now is our own. And we don't have our own, you know, people say we don't have our own this or that, you know, hoping that somebody else is something big. But a lot of us don't have our own homes. We don't have our own land. We don't have, um, you know, we have cars that we are in partnership with the bank with, right? Because we can't never pay anything off because as soon as you get close to paying something off, you want to get something new, right? You want to feel good by driving something new. And if you've seen my car, my God, my car is like driving an old dirty work truck that starts every day. Yeah, none of the windows work. But you know the best part about that car? There's two, there's two good things about that car. It's paid for and we didn't pay a lot for and we didn't pay a lot for it and um, it works. For the most part, it gets me from point A to point B. And we don't have a car payment. So what am I able to do with with the, with the quote, extra money? I'm able to put a little money in the bank. I'm able to buy a little more food. I'm able to make sure that the mortgage gets paid. So at some point, my son gets to decide if he wants this property. That he doesn't have to even move out of his room. <laughs> you know, he can, or, he, or, 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 you know, he can, he can move down at some point. Um, when me and his mom go on to glory, he can just move into our room, bring his family right here. So not only does he have a starting, a, a, a better starting place than we did, his kids will have a better starting place than we did. That's what it's about, folks. That's what it's really about. Now, 
what's going to happen up north with the um, with Next Era? I don't know. Next Era is a company that uh, made seventeen billion dollars last year. They got lawyers coming out of their butt. This is truly a David David and Goliath story. Now I'll keep you I'll keep you informed of how we're doing. I'm just sort of I'm I've just started to get into the battle and I'm just sort of sort of getting the lay of the land, and I just got to the battle scene and the first thing I did was this I started looking up, and looked up, and next day I kept was I didn't see the head still I kept looking up until my neck was fully pushed back, and I just saw next day's chin, and it was way the hell up there. Definitely in Goliath, you know, a day with in a Goliath story. But as I remember that story, uh, David won. Not only did he win, chopped off Goliath's head with Goliath's sword. So I'm encouraged. Tired, <laughs> but I'm encouraged. And that, but I, I just want to because this is this is a story of generational wealth. So I wanted to pass this on to you. I really wanted to get you thinking in that direction. I know a lot of people have seen me on, you know, my local folks have seen me on, on Facebook talking about all sorts of other politics and blah, 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 and this and that. But uh, at least for the next little bit, folks, I'm, this, this is where, this is where I'm vibing. I'm vibing right there in generational wealth, because this is what I believe in my, in my, in my heart of hearts is a real solution to the condition of black people in America. How are we going to be able to provide generational wealth, even at the lowest levels of income, even people who are who are below the poverty level? How are we able to, if you can't buy property, can you save a little money? Can you buy some, can you, can you buy uh, some certificates of deposit? I know, and the value of, uh, of CDs is jack. Understood. Can you buy some? Can you buy some damn savings bonds? And I know the the return on savings bonds and CDs is is nothing. I I I know that. But it gets us into a habit of saving. And here's the hard part. That's been the hard part for me too. The less you have, the more important it is to save. You hear me? The less you have, the more important it is to save. And if you started and you stopped, now I'm talking to me too. I feel like I'm preaching to me too. Um, time to start again. And I think I've done that. You guys know that I got another job. I'm working at Bush Gardens. Hey, next guest, please. How can we help you? Uh, <laughs> And for all sorts of reasons, I've not touched any of the money that I've made there. I've not touched it. It's going into a bank account. And it's just going in there. Uh, if I need it, like, I, like I'm hoping to make a trip to Virginia Beach, Virginia for a conference, um, it'll be there. And then after, after I get back, it'll just be there. And then I'm going to try to find some vehicle by which to 
make it work for me so I don't have to keep working for it. You feel me? All right, folks, leave in the comments of what you think about the concept of generational wealth as being the missing piece that will lead to full enfranchisement um, of the American dream for, for the African-American community in America. Just put that down in the comments um, there on Facebook and here on Ball Talk Radio or wherever you heard the program. Um, please let me know. Send me an email, WLS860 at gmail.com, and let me know, please, where did you hear or see this broadcast? All right. We've been, we've been at it for about 45 minutes. We're going we're gonna to let you go. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for watching. Until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.